Welcome to the ATC Publishers Podcast. I am Melinda Sequera and I hope you enjoyed the discussion in this episode. To know more about ATC Publishers, head over to our website at joyofgifting.com. Hi everyone. Uh, welcome back to our podcast. Today we have two of the most special guests with us, uh, brother Colin and sister Priya Calmiano, an absolute power couple in every way. Uh, they're not only preachers, but more importantly, they preach and they practice the word of God and uh, they breathe and live the word of God in every inch of their soul. And one of, uh, and, and they are, oh, not to mention, they travel the world preaching and have inspired live, millions of lives of people. And um, more, one thing that really touched my heart was how they, they set a beautiful example to couples out there about being so firm in your own individuality, yet coming together with God as the center of, of your relationship. And that's a very, very beautiful example. So welcome and thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Melinda. Thank, thank, thank you very much for the invitation. Thank you so much. So, uh, yes, brother, I'll start. I'll go on. What is the gift of tongues from a biblical perspective? And for someone like myself, like I've been raised in a very uh, Catholic home and I, of course, know the gift of tongues, but I, it's always been a question to me and I want to reach out to the people who think like me and who feel like me. And um, so we have heard about the gift of tongues, but we don't know what it truly entails. So could mm-hmm. you please take us through that? Yeah. Uh, see, the gift of tongues is a language inspired by the Holy Spirit, you know, and uh, that's why it is so powerful because it is inspired by the Holy Spirit. It is not like an ordinary language of like, you know, English or, you know, French. Yeah. But it is a language inspired by the Holy Spirit. And that's why you find tremendous power in it. It's only, you know, it's like this. Let me put it this way. You know, it's only when you start using something that you know the value of it. Right. I mean, you can talk a lot about the gift of tongues. But for a person who is not not using it, yeah, will still wonder, uh, does it really work? Yeah. It's only when people start practicing it, using it in their daily lives, as we have been telling in this book, you know, to pray in tongues continually. It's only then you will experience the power and the transforming power of the uh, Holy Spirit through the gift of tongues. Right. So um, uh, anything else you want to say? It is, it is a prayer language. You know, that's yeah. what many, most people don't understand. They think, okay, you know, many people are just, uh, because of their lack of awareness, you know, they think, Okay, they're just doing something, you know, but yeah. it's not, we're not just doing something, we're praying, you know, and we're praying from the heart, praying from the, from spirit to spirit, okay, because God is spirit. And so uh, praying in tongues is connecting with God, who is spirit from our spirits, Correct. you know, so that's why, uh, you know, that I feel that is the best way to connect with God because spirit to spirit is, is the closest connection you can possibly get the side of eternity. You know, so it is a very, very precious, priceless gift. And uh, I, I think what, what uh, when we pray continually in tongues, you know, it keeps you continually connected with the Lord. Mm-hmm. You really experience that, you know, that, that constant connection. There's no need to like, you know, get formal with the, with the Lord. Anything, anytime, any situation, straight away, you know, there is the connection. So you can uh, boldly. You know, ask the Lord, seek his guidance and hear from him and, uh, you know, walk in amazing intimacy. And uh, what is important also, Melinda, is, you know, uh, the scriptures, the word of God, the sacred scripture supports it. You know, in the sense, there are uh, numerous scriptures. It's not just one or two, you know, year that you pick up, you know, someone uh, after receiving the two keys or walking in victory book. You know, uh, she counted the number of scriptures in the first three chapters. No, it's on the gift of tongues, the first key. And she was amazed that there were already 45 scriptures just on the gift of tongues. So it shows how much uh, in the New Testament and in the let- especially in the letters of Saint uh, uh, Paul, how much of stress he has been giving this. Unfortunately, I don't know why, but it got a bit, uh, I guess, you know, neglected, you know, and the word of God is full of it. And the word of God also says, when you pray in tongues, you, you, you pray to God, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's a, that's a huge statement to make of any kind of prayer, no? So I think uh, that is very important. That's why gift of tongues is becoming, uh, it's a powerful uh, gift and we, we are blessed to know that we have been using it so much. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, brother and sister. It was very helpful. 
Over to our next question. What are some of the misconceptions about the gift of tongues? I think uh, one of the most common misconceptions we find is most people say, oh, I'm not, I don't feel I'm worthy to receive the gift. Yes. You know, and, and then that, that actually stops them from even trying to receive the gift. And, and uh, in our webinars and through this book, we want, to, we want to demystify the gift of tongues because we want to stress and emphasize, you know, say, you were not too, you were not, you're, we are not unworthy because Jesus has made us worthy. And it's not just about receiving the gift of tongues. We were worthy to receive Jesus. God considers us worthy to pour out his spirit into our hearts. He's given of himself. You know, and, and with, by receiving the Holy Spirit, we have received all the gifts. They're already within us. So it's like, you don't have to be specially worthy to receive the gift of tongues. You've received the giver. You know, I, that, that should be, uh, you know, something that amazes us continually. And yeah, and yeah uh, also sometimes the pe uh, people say, uh, uh, tell us in these questions, you know, they bound some questions to us and say, uh, should I be holy, you know, you know uh, to receive the gift of tongues? But the, the very fact that God dwells in us, yeah, the word of God says your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Yeah? God dwells in us. So we are worthy for the Lord to make his uh, dwelling in each one of us. So then we are definitely worthy. You know, we are, you know, we are righteous. We are worthy to receive all charisms. Uh, another thing, uh, Melinda, uh, questions people ask is, uh, you know, uh, uh, maybe it's not required for me. Hmm. You know, then they come to that curse. Uh, maybe it's not required for me. Maybe I will receive it uh, in God's time. You know, these kind of questions they put. Uh, St. Paul, uh, in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 5, he says, you know, he says, I wish every one of you pray in tongues. So, obviously, St. Paul uh, is saying, you know, he's, he's not saying, you know, if you want, you take it. If you don't want, you don't take it. You know, here it is. But, you know, I leave it to your own personal choice. Looks like St. Paul actually is not giving you a, much of an option, you know. <laughs> when he says, you know, I, I wish every one of you pray in tongues. So, this is where we need to, uh, my feeling is, uh, Melinda, the gift of tongues, uh, miscon uh, mis the misconceptions also are like, you know, uh, because uh, no knowledge is there much. You know, not not too many people teach about it, and uh, you know, without knowledge about anything, you you will not make progress. You know, you'll not make you'll not understand it well. So that is the reason why we are uh, spending so much of time on this gift and you now written the book and doing webinars because we want people to understand what Saint Paul is saying and how much of uh, uh, how priceless is this wonderful gift. You know, that is very, very important for, for each one of us to understand. It is meant for everybody. We don't have to do anything special. We don't have to be anything special. We are already special in the sense, you know, we are sons and daughters of God. We are special. We are special, you know. So we do, some people say, why should I pray in the language I don't understand? Now, these are the questions will, will be there. But there's time for us to trust the Lord. When he, the Lord says, when the word of God says, when you pray in tongues, you pray not to man, you pray to God then we should trust that, right? It's the word of God. Yes, of course. Thank you. Thank you, brother, sister. What does the Bible teach us about uh, this gift of speaking in tongues? Okay, uh, that it is charism of the Holy Spirit. Okay, and uh, it started, you know, the use of the gift of tongues is very obviously seen on the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came to indwell all believers. Okay, so it, uh, it is some, something which, uh, which is so important because it was the first gift, you know. I, I, I don't think it's a coincidence. Why should the Holy Spirit give that gift as the first gift? I do believe it is, it is a, a, the primary gift. That's why the Holy Spirit gave that as the first gift, you know, to, the, to those who, who he came to dwell in and to, to, to make them, you know, live as witnesses of Jesus. Okay, because because Jesus said, you know, he says you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you mm -hmm. and you will be my witnesses. Amen. So the Holy Spirit came and he didn't come with, you know, with, with just some uh, you know, invisible uh, uh, manifestations. He was very obvious. You know, he was his presence as his coming coming in, into their hearts was so clear, was so obvious. There were tongues of fire and he took over their tongues. You know, and really literally set their tongues on fire and made them pray in a language which they couldn't understand. Imagine they, how bewildered they were, you know. 
and then it was like you know slowly it had to dawn on them what was really happening and uh, i i really believe you know it's so important uh, that we pray in tongues that's why the holy spirit gave that as a first gift and through this gift you know through this uh, you know I, I, it, it is a unique gift you know each person's tongue is so unique and it is very personal it's very personal our connection with the lord uh, becomes very very uh, different from anyone else's connection so it's not something you can compare notes on you saying okay this happens to me does it happen to you is this valid yes it is valid because you are unique and and this is a very personal gift and also it is a supernatural gift you know so we can't look at it in a natural way and try to figure things out and and those kind of things will not happen those will hinder all that will hinder us from using the gift mm. and it is a totally holy spirit inspired language amen yes. so it's so important uh, for us to continually yield mm. you know to what the spirit wants to do and i would like to add to what priya is saying melinda see in 1 corinthians 14 in 1 corinthians the whole chapter uh, saint paul is dedicating a lot of time to explain the gift of tongues no uh, no other gift he does that like uh, healing wisdom faith no he doesn't do that except the gift of tongues in that chapter in 1 corinthians 14 verse 2 saint paul is saying anyone who prays in an unknown tongue speaks not to people but speaks to god mm-hmm. see is very clear is very very clear that when you use the gift of tongues you are speaking to god it's a prayer it's, it's a prayer, prayer it's a language your spirit is connecting no so uh, to the holy spirit so it's very very clear you're not saying you're praying to someone else you don't know who you're praying but at the same time he says you're uttering mysteries you know you utter mysteries and no one can understand you see he, he actually at the beginning of the chapter itself he makes it clear but i don't know why people get so confusing i need to get understanding i need to know what i'm saying that's why he put the second verse itself no one will understand you you know sometimes we don't read it well uh, we don't dwell on it uh, i think our minds are preoccupied with so many other questions we want to sometimes there are uh, sometimes we can also want to prove our own theory you know so here it is if you go according to the scriptures it is very very clear saint paul is saying you speak not to people you speak to god you utter mysteries in the spirit of course in the spirit you utter mysteries no one will understand you no one will understand you and that's an important statement you know for people who say i want to know i want to know i want to know i want so there are some things we can't do much correct correct yes thank you brother and yeah. thank you sister how should this gift of tongues be used properly in the church context uh, paul is very very clear in 1 corinthians 12 also he says this that all the charisms are for the building of the church so by using a charism you are building the body of christ so that way it's a very powerful gift not only the gift of tongues but all charisms right mm-hmm. are for the building of the church but here what uh, what question you're asking is you see uh, uh, is the gift uh, the gift that you are talking you know okay let me put it this way in that book uh, two keys to walking in victory i've dedicated we have dedicated one whole chapter on uh, types of tongues okay and if we, unless we understand there are various kinds of tongues then paul says that in 1 corinthians 12 there mm-hmm. are various kinds of tongues uh, 1 corinthians 14 will be all like a puzzle it's going to be a puzzle and you're going to you yourself are going to misinterpret interpret it so very important is to understand there are various kinds of tongues and each tongue has different um, use benefits and uh, you know, not each every tongue needs uh, interpretation one tongue doesn't need some tongues need so if you don't classify them well then what is going to happen is you think there is only one kind of tongue the way people speak it looks like there is only one kind of tongue and that needs interpretation okay. now saint paul is very clear is saying that uh, the tongue that needs interpretation is the tongue that is used as a prophecy when you when the prophecy comes out in a tongue he say and it is in the context of an assembly group of people congregation right a prayer meeting then he says hey, that tongue needs interpretation because people cannot understand you because you're prophesying in tongues yeah uh, then he says hey nobody understands you so it's paul makes this distinction so amazing uh, now 1 corinthians 14 that we already just quoted when you uh, when you pray in tongues you pray not to people but you pray to god it's a different kind of tongue that is mainly meant for your private devotion between you and your god and that's why he says no one understands you see it looks like saint paul is contradicting himself but he is not 
because he is talking about the various kinds of tasks. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and also uh, in a in a church context, in an assembly, you know, when you gather together. If everyone can pray in tongues, it is good to praise and worship God in, with the gift. Okay, so so the scope for this gift, even in a in a gathering, is uh, is is very valid. Some people say, no, no, we should not be praying together because we can't understand. Again, you know, that's that's really? also because of you know the different kinds of tongues. If everyone in the group prays in tongues, you know, or if even if there are people who don't pray in tongues but are open to the gift. It is valid for us to praise and worship God together using this gift. Yes. Also, you know, in that uh, book, you know, um, uh, Two Keys to Walking in Victory, mm -hmm. we make this distinction. I give a kind of a thumb rule. It's a very simple rule. I think it's mm -hmm. very good to put give it here also. You know, that uh, when, you, when you use the gift of tongues uh, addressed to God, if the gift of tongues is addressed to God or directed to God, it needs no interpretation. Correct, yeah. But when the tongue is addressed to a group of people, it needs interpretation. So these two classifications are very, very important. And then you'll be able to know which needs interpretation, which does not need interpretation. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Thank you. Thank you for that. Welcome. Very helpful. Over to our next question. I think the, the answer is quite simple, but I would like we, we would like to hear it from you. Should I pray for the gift of tongues if I do not have it? A resounding yes. Mm -hmm. You know, because uh, it is an amazing way to connect with God, as we said earlier, you know, it's spirit to spirit. So it is, and it's, uh, it's, it's precious, you know, I mean, the more we pray in tongues, the more we realize the benefits of it. Mm -hmm. You know, it is, uh, it is the most effortless way of praying. You know, there is absolutely no strain on you, you know, because you're not thinking, your mind is not occupied in it. Your mind is not involved in it. Therefore, that effortlessness, you know, mm -hmm. and it just flows like a river. And that I've, I've heard, you know, people say uh, prayer is the breath of the soul. Yeah. You know, and we, we are not struggling to breathe unless, of course, you know, somebody is like sick or something like that. Otherwise, you're just doing it so unconsciously. And uh, that's how it is when you pray in tongues. Effortless, free, smooth, and unhindered, unhindered way of praying. And also to... Uh, you know, uh, Paul himself says this, right? Again, we quote the same scripture, 1 Corinthians 14, uh, verse 5. Paul says, I wish every one of you pray in tongues. Or oh, I want every one of you to pray in tongues. One. Second thing is, no, Melinda, uh, some people say, but uh, my spirituality is not charismatic. <laughs> you know, so I don't think I should, you know, pray in tongues or, you know, or do anything else like that. But I normally, in my retreats, I tell them, uh, this is not about charismatic. This is not about uh, spirituality. See, this, this is nothing to do with our spirituality, you know, because it's all biblical, right? What we're saying is biblical. It's not about, you know, you, you can have, uh, if you are following this kind of a spirituality, you don't have to use the charisms. <laughs> if you're following this kind of spirituality, then you use the charisms. No, Paul is saying very, very clear. Whatever may be our spirituality, every one of us must use the charisms. That's how we build the body of Christ and build the church. So not to get too worried about, is this charismatic? I'm not from, um, charismatic. I don't like the charismatic spirituality. Nothing to do with charismatic renewal. It's all to do with the Bible, right? <laughs> it's the word of God that is saying this. So that is very, very important to stress. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Welcome. So I've heard many people ask this question where they have, they believe in the gift of tongues and they've received it at a very young age, but they don't really know how to use it. So what can you say to people with this question? Okay, uh, we, we actually belong to that category, you know, who've received it very young. You know, I received the gift of tongues when I was about 17. Colin also received around that same, uh, the same age. And there are many people who have received it when they are young. And uh, because of lack of uh, knowledge about the gift, you know, uh, the, the, the setting and the context where we used to pray in tongues was either in our time of personal prayer and in our time of, when we were in a prayer meeting, you know, during time of worship and, and such things. So it was not like, you know, we used to pray all the time in tongues or pray any, at any other time. Maybe, yes, during intercession and this and that, you know, but, but it was 
uh, you know, it was so uh, compartmentalized. We didn't realize the all pervading, uh, uh, you know, power of this gift mm -hmm. that it can be used anytime, wherever we are, whatever we are doing. And uh, the main reason for this, I guess, is, you know, lack of uh, knowledge yeah. is ignorance of the word of God. It, the word so obviously says pray without ceasing, pray constantly. And we never really wondered how can we pray constantly if it is not through this gift, you know, because this is the way to pray effortlessly. And you can pray continually, pray without ceasing, keep on praying. And uh, and because of this, you know, uh, I think I think many, many Christians, many Catholics who have received the gift uh, either pray only at these set times or some have, you know, not seen the full benefit. You, you don't experience the full benefit of this gift if you pray for very short duration. So some have, you know, gone into this way of thinking like, okay, oh, this is just another gift. It's probably no, not much use. You know, uh, and, and then they, they hear a lot of contrary teachings and uh, people saying things. And, uh, and then they say, okay, maybe it's not so important. And uh, that's why as a ministry, you know, I think the Lord has, has uh, spread your wings. You know, we have been uh, emphasizing this amazing, this powerful, this uh, precious and priceless gift of praying in tongues continually. Because uh, not knowing the full benefits of this gift, I myself experienced such a such a misery in my life because I, I could not experience the will of God manifesting in my life and in the life of my son. My testimony is also recorded in the book. And, uh, and that really, really, uh, you know, I, I struggled. I struggled because I did not, uh, I, I think it's because I did not pray continually in tongues. And as uh, the book of Hosea says, you know, in chapter four, verse six, my people perish for lack of knowledge. And uh, I, and I, I struggled because of lack of knowledge about this gift. You know, uh, I'm sure my life would have been very different. Our lives would have been very, very different. You know, if uh, if we had been praying continually in tongues and uh, and, and no, you know, uh, having the ability to connect continually with the spirit. Yeah. So, and also, you know, uh, uh, this uh, whole thing about the gift of tongues is not about just receiving it, you know. We're not talking about just everybody receiving it. So many people received it. There's no yeah. doubt about it. Yeah. But uh, for example, even me, uh, I've been a long time now in ministry. I used to use the gift of tongues, you know, maybe for 15 minutes, maybe for 20 minutes, you know, max, so max, max. It's only now, that is the past six years, this revelation came mm -hmm. that we can use the gift of tongues constantly and continuously we can pray. That has brought a tremendous transformation in my own life, in our our ministry and we can see that because now the number of people that are coming and experiencing the same truth <laughs> i know so many people amazing today are praying for two hours three hours in tongues it's just absolutely unbelievable you know and they're all simple people uh, housewives people who go to work you know uh, they have caught this truth you know and they have seen the benefit of it otherwise you should do it right and today it's, uh, it's you know, it's uh, just absolutely amazing. They are the ambassadors for this gift, you know, wherever, in whichever country they are today, uh, they are the ambassadors of this gift. And uh, uh, they spread this uh, news about these webinars. And, you know, we have already run around 26 Gift of Tongues webinars, you know. And it's absolutely amazing that it's all the time there are around 100 people coming and listening to the word of God. So it clearly shows that even people are seeing the result in their life by praying in tongues. Continuously, yeah. Thank you. So I've heard a lot of people say this, that sometimes it troubles them mm. that the devil can imitate the gift of tongues. And is there a scriptural basis for this belief? Oh, sure, sure, of course. Uh, for the belief? Uh, no, you see, uh, 1 Corinthians 14, again, verse 2, St. Paul says, when you pray in tongues, you pray not to people, you pray to God. Correct. Yeah, because some people you can even when we have these webinars ask us these questions. Uh, I heard that when you pray in tongues, you're praying to a demon. Okay, no. Paul is very, very clear. When you pray in tongues, you pray to God. That's why you see, if you don't have knowledge of scripture, then what will happen is you will be tossed to and fro by every person's opinion. <laughs> because you don't know. You don't know what is the, we need to know the word of God. And make sure what whoever we are listening to, you know, uh, uh, his opinion or her opinion uh, is in agreement to the word of God. <laughs> Correct? No, it cannot contradict the word of God. So if you know that, 
then it becomes an easy filter for you. When you don't know that, you're tossed to and fro. And also, you know, the next part of it is also, uh, you see, every charism can be counterfeited by the devil. Every charism. It's not only the gift of tongues. Word of knowledge can be counterfeited. <laughs> Prophecy can be counterfeited. Healing can be counterfeited. <laughs> it's not only over the gift of tongues. Every charism can be counterfeited by the devil. Then, how do you know that you have received the authentic uh, gift of tongues or mm. any charism, authentic gift of tongues? You will find it when you use it, it brings life to you. It brings transformation to you. Your life is becoming very fruitful. The power of God is getting manifested in you. Uh, Jesus so uh, beautifully said, right? A tree is known by its fruit. Mm. You know, uh, that's simple, right? Jesus is increasing in your life, that means. As John the Baptist said, no, he will increase, we will decrease. See, that is a clear indication. The fruit of the Holy Spirit, yeah, the fruit of the Holy Spirit uh, can be seen in my life, in our lives, uh, not only us, but other people too, especially the close and uh, dear ones, you know, they will notice it. Why? The, this is the action of the Spirit. Yes. When it, If it is counterfeited, it will only bring death to you. You will be doing some things, but at the end of it, you'll, you'll, uh, you cannot pray for long hours. If, we, if it is counterfeited, I feel, you cannot pray for long hours. Because you are doing something uh, that is not beneficial to you, right? Yeah. How long will you use, say a sound or a word? And for how long will you say it? For how many hours will you say it? You can only pray for long hours when it's inspired by the Holy Spirit. And because life is drawn through it, it brings life to you, it energizes you. It gives you new passion, new love for God and for people. And you know that, that's the power of it. And uh, I just want to add to this, you know, apart from the devil... Uh, imitating the gift, mm. there are some people who try to who try to do it on their own, okay, without tapping into the life of the spirit within them. Some say, okay, let me imitate this person or that person, and then they just babble, and it's just a few sounds. Even that would be very fruitless. Yeah. It's not necessarily the devil who's doing it. It's probably you can call it the flesh. Okay, it's coming from them. It's not coming from the spirit. So even that is a possibility, and uh, even that will bring no fruit and therefore you know people will not continue they cannot continue for a, for too long if they are just making it up themselves correct yes thank you is speaking in tongue the only proof that you have received the holy spirit uh if you look at the book of acts you know that was the proof in the book of acts not so not so you know because uh what what we find now the church teaches also is that uh, every baptized Catholic has received the Holy Spirit in baptism. Mm -hmm. So, so it, uh, it, you don't have to pray in tongues because you've received the Holy Spirit, but uh, it is wonderful to pray in tongues since you have the gift within you because the Holy Spirit is within you. Yeah, so uh, very, very clear, right? So it is not, so gift of tongues is not a sign that you receive the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit dwells in every Catholic, every Christian through baptism. So what is important for us here is, yes, the Holy Spirit that is dwelling within us also wants to give us these charisms. Yeah. So we tap into the life of the Spirit so that our, uh, our life in the Spirit, you know, our walk with God, there'll be maturity, you know, and we can grow into the fullness of Christ, you know, we can grow into uh, full maturity and the fullness of Christ that he may increase in us and it will, we, we can become another Jesus. And this how to become another Jesus. <laughs> so yeah. that is the question. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so yes, the word of God does teach us that this is in fact a gift, but how does one know that if their tongues or if somebody else speaking in tongues is, mm -hmm. is authentic and is real? Mm -hmm. Okay, again, uh, it is only by the fruit, you know, because uh, if, if the praying in tongues is helping you personally, because the gift of tongues is, a, is one charism which has personal benefits. All the other charisms are mainly meant for, for others. Okay, of course, you can also receive ministry through others, you know, who are uh, maybe praying over you and giving you a word of knowledge or praying for your healing. But the gift of tongues is a gift which is meant for your personal edification. So if it is not building you up, if it is not building you up, then it's really not working. Mm -hmm. It's not helping. So again, it's by the fruit that you know 
you know, whether this gift is real. And again, as we said earlier, you know, it, the, the devil can imitate and counterfeit the gifts. So it depends on the source. And even, uh, you know, it can even be coming out of the flesh. So again, in those cases, it will not, it will not be fruitful. Mm -hmm. So it, it, you know, it's hard. It's hard to continue using the gift when it is, when it's coming from the wrong source. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why uh, I feel, you know, uh, the best way to know any charism, yeah, is uh, any charism or even how authentic a Christian you are is to know, you know, there must be changes in our life, no? In a, a change means uh, a transformation, right? Because then Paul so beautifully says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, if any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. All things pass away. All things become new. So uh, this very life in the spirit, the very fact of following Jesus closely, going to retreats, going to church, whatever it is, no? Must, must uh, result in transformation of our lives, right? So I think that is very important for us so that the light of Christ can be seen, you know, in us, you know, and people will be able to say, yeah, you know, he was like this or she was like this and, you know, their lives have changed. It's just amazing. And that's why in the book also, you we have added so many testimonies. Uh, I recommend people to, you know, get a book because they can read those testimonies. It is just not our story now. <laughs> it was our story. Uh, now we can find so many other stories coming, you know, that, that supports what we have been teaching. Yeah, so absolutely amazing testimony. Some testimonies are absolutely amazing. Yeah, so I think uh, uh, I would encourage all the listeners, you know, to get a copy of the book and read these testimonies and see for yourself that how wonderfully the Holy Spirit is transforming lives and, uh, uh, you know, restoring people's life. To some people's life are totally lost and gone. He's even bringing restoration into their lives, you know, and that's absolutely amazing. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Over to my next question. Um, so can a person with the gift of tongues mm -hmm. interpret what somebody else is praying in tongues? Okay. Simple answer is no. Okay. okay? Because uh, interpretation of the gift of tongues is, in, interpretation of tongues rather, is another gift. Is mm -hmm. another charism of the Holy Spirit. In uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 8 to 10, St. Paul gives a full list of the uh, charisms, the nine charismatic gifts. Okay, there are more. There are many more gifts of the Holy Spirit, but these are like more charismatic where uh, it is, uh, you know, probably with uh, more demonstration. And it's a very obvious uh, manifestation of the Holy Spirit. And in this, in this list, you know, you find uh, St. Paul, first of all, says various kinds of tongues. Okay, because there are, there are these tongues, as we explained earlier, you know, there's a tongue for private use, there's a tongue for public use, and there's a time, tongue which is a sign for unbelievers. Okay, so these are the various kinds of tongues. And separately, he mentions interpretation of tongues. So they're all separate gifts. They're all separate charisms. They're all different from each other. They manifest in different ways. So... Just because I can pray in tongues, it doesn't mean I can automatically interpret when someone else is praying in tongues. Or my own tongue also. Or even my own tongue. Mm. Yes. Although, although it is possible, okay, to pray and uh, to ask the Holy Spirit, if especially if you're praying for a situation, you're seeking guidance from the Holy Spirit and you're praying in tongues, you can ask the Holy Spirit to, to guide you as you're praying in tongues. And I have seen it many times, you know, the Holy Spirit actually uh, tells me what I'm praying for and guides me on how I either need to pray or what I need to do in a particular situation. But it's not one or one on one and the same thing. They're all different gifts manifesting for different reasons. Okay, thank you. So once we receive the gift of tongues, can it can it be taken away at any given time? And uh, it does the primary purpose of speaking in tongues and of it being fulfilled necessarily demand its cessation? Okay, uh, good question. You know, because uh, you see, uh, the word of God says the gifts of God are irrevocable. <laughs> yeah, irrevocable. As long as the Holy Spirit dwells within you, no charism can die. If it dies, 
you are not the person who's using it. You are not using it enough. That's why it's died. You know, it can become what is a uh, dormant. Yeah, that is sometimes even the Holy Spirit can become dormant, right? Because when we don't connect to the Holy Spirit, the life giver, when we connect to the Holy Spirit, all charisms will start functioning. So, in a sense, uh, it does not uh, see. It ceases in a sense. It all depends on the person. I choose not to use it. It ceases, of course. One. So the second thing is, if you don't use any gift for a long period of time, it ceases. But it is very easy to restart it. <laughs> it's very easy. That's what the Holy Spirit is. He's not worried how long you did pray. He'll say, "Now start praying." Right? That is more important for us. So what is beautiful here? It is, you know. Uh, uh, also, you see, every gift is also under her control. Right? Sandra control. So I can choose to use it or I can choose not to use it. It's within my grasps. Yeah? But if I choose to use it, then the, then the Holy Spirit will make them operative in my life. I want to use the gift of healing. I want to use the gift of prophecy. I want to use the gift of faith. Immediately the Holy Spirit will see the desire of my heart and he will help me to do, use it because all the charisms are for the building of the church. And the Holy Spirit is the source of all charisms, right? So, Holy Spirit doesn't die in our life. No charism can die unless I willingly suppress it. Right. Beautiful. Um, how did you come to know about the importance of the gift of tongues? And can you please take us through uh, your own personal experiences on how the gift of tongues has played a huge role in Yeah. For me... I got to know about the gift of the importance of the gift of tongues or even the charisms uh, when I made my first retreat way back in 1976. Yeah, I was in college, 18 years old, uh, you know, and uh, this gift was explained and uh, uh, this gift was explained. And, you know, uh, I was, we were prayed for the gift and uh, effortlessly this gift came. Yeah. So that's my first exposure to the gift of tongues or to any charisms for that matter. First exposure and uh, praise God, you know, uh, I I persevered, you know, in following the Lord and, you know, made Jesus the Lord of my life, the master of my life. I went through college, got into work, worked for many years. Uh, I kept on using this gift of tongues because we had prayer meetings those days, right? The prayer meeting, we had also something called a youth meeting where we came on Saturdays. So whenever we praise God, we were using this gift, you know. So this gift slowly, little by little, little by little started uh, taking deeper roots in my life and it started becoming even more fluent. You know, uh, the it was like a language, you know, you know, it's just not a noise or a sound, but a language flowing. And then, uh, we, you know, so we journey, I journeyed to uh, this, this uh, journey, the long journey. It took me and I've now been praying in tongues. But, you know, it's only six years back that this concept, this truth, rather, of praying in tongues continually came to me. You know, uh, to us, you know, it came to me. Uh, and I was just amazed how, you know, uh, no one has told us about this, you know, for so many years. Nobody told us. I don't hear it also being uh, preached by anybody. So uh, then I was, then I probed a little bit, you know, a little probed. And I found Paul's words were amazing because there are times when he says, pray without ceasing, pray continuously, pray constantly. <laughs> and I was wondering, what is this guy saying, you know? Uh, how can a layman, right, <laughs> pray continually? You have to become a hermit, right, <laughs> to pray continually. So I was wondering what. And then it slowly dawned on me, yes, praise God, the Lord uh, took me and uh, Priya also through this journey, that we understood it is about the gift of time. You can pray in your spirit, mm -hmm. in your spirit. That's why Jesus said, God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And this is the worship God desires, it says, in uh, John chapter 4, 23, 24. Uh, so, uh, you know, after this truth came, when Priya shared this with me one day and this truth hit me, I started using it more, you know. I said, let me see, you know, what it will do for me. And I'm amazed, uh, Melinda. Now I'm using it for six years. I pray in tongues maybe for three, four hours a day. It is absolutely uh, powerful. It's amazing. That's why I said, you know, I, we can talk about the gift of tongues for hours, uh, but one needs to experience it. You know, when you ex experience it, you know, it's like putting a, a chocolate before you and telling you how wonderful this chocolate is. You must eat and see. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's juicy. It's crunchy. Uh, whatever it is. But if the other person still has 
<laughs> it's words for him unless he tastes sensi yeah so uh, that's why we are having these webinars you know unless you taste and see you will not know but uh, we have tasted praise god we have seen and uh, today it's just amazing that god has used us also to teach about this gift to others you now we made a study we it took some time for us to study uh, see through the scriptures uh, all these fortified scriptures that the word of god gives i'm sure there are more <laughs> you know uh, but we got this much and now god is so good that you know this is my journey of praying because i i preach a lot i travel a lot and i preach a lot it has done a wonders in my uh, preaching itself i can see there's a tremendous uh, wonders in my preaching uh, uh, healings are taking place you just have to preach the word you don't have to do anything extraordinary you just keep doing it and you know god works it you no know? the spirit works and it's just absolutely uh, uh, i think it's the best life to live now beautiful yes uh, for me uh, i think it um, because because of the crisis that i went through in my faith when our son was born with uh, very severe uh, brain damage you know uh, that really shook me that shook me and my very foundations were shaken during that time and uh, what happened was uh, i really began to uh, ask god okay where are you in all this you know why is our child suffering like this he was suffering in every imaginable way you know physically emotionally mentally and uh, and and it was it was painful for us to uh, watch him struggle like that and uh, and and, it, and for me because because deep in my heart i knew that uh, by the stripes of jesus we are already healed but then what is what is happening to our child you know our child is not experiencing that healing you know we we love him we uh, we know he's uh he's he's uh, challenged in so many ways and and yet we want to see him healed we don't want to just you know have to endure what he's going through and hope that one day in eternity you know he will he will be made whole and 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 for me that was not that's not what i believe jesus died for i was very sure that jesus healed the sick when they were still alive yeah. you know not after they got to heaven so i wanted to see that manifest in my son's life and so i went through a huge crisis because i did not know how to get that healing to actually be uh, you know be seen in his life although we continually prayed and we kept begging god and you know pleading with god to heal him and god in his mercy and goodness really you know was working was working and healing our child but i was not satisfied because because i wanted to see him totally restored and life becoming normal for him and for him uh, to to see him be you know fulfilling god's will and purpose for his life so in this situation i began to uh, you know go through such a major crisis and uh, th- there was a book i read you know which uh, it's called god heals birth defects this book came as a real and an amazing answer to my desperate need to see how how i can get god's healing the the healing that christ purchased you know to manifest in my son's life and uh, it was it was uh, it answered all my questions all cleared all my doubts about uh, why why these things happen and uh, and the will of god and you know all kinds of questions which are all so interconnected it everything just fell into place because it was totally rooted in the scriptures and it also taught you know it taught how we can actually get the word of god to work in our lives and this book as i read it you know i found myself praying continually in tongues when i was reading this book it was nothing but the action of the holy spirit because it was not something i did very deliberately i had never done that before you know like reading a book and praying in tongues to a big solid book and so it took me a few uh, weeks to finish the book and i found myself praying in tongues the holy spirit was just igniting my faith and uh, it was happening you know as i was reading the the book which was filled with the word of god and as i was praying in tongues my faith came alive you know my faith came alive and i began to uh, and and half of the book is has got testimonies of parents who were standing and fighting for their children's healing you know so it was it was very encouraging and so we i we began to practice what the book said and and once i started praying like this in tongues it brought me to a new level of connection with the holy spirit i found myself you know just asking the holy spirit a question 
And in my heart, in my mind, I would just hear the Spirit of God giving me the answer. So the Holy Spirit began to guide me primarily on how to pray, how to pray for our child. You know, and, and this became uh, such an amazing experience. And, and, and then I began to cry out to the Holy Spirit for power. You know, to, I wanted to experience the power of God working through me so that miracles and signs and wonders become a daily occurrence. And as I cried out to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit said, pray in tongues. And, uh, and, and it was like, you know, I was already praying in tongues. And, and then I realized, okay, the Holy Spirit wanted me to just keep on praying. And, and I just kept praying. This happened one night, you know, and uh, about uh, says nearly seven years now, you know, seven years ago, this happened one night and the Holy Spirit just, uh, you know, laid it upon my heart to keep praying in tongues. I prayed the whole night. Wow. And, and I experienced an amazing, you know, uh, overflow of the power of the Holy Spirit from my, in my life. And my life has never been the same again. I pray a minimum of seven to eight hours. I pray all the time, really, you know, and I never thought it was possible until I began to pray in tongues. You know, so the Holy Spirit just keeps his life flowing in me and through me. And, uh, and my life has taken on a completely different turn, an amazing turn for, uh, for the better and, uh, and the will of the Lord. We're seeing it manifest in our lives. Our son is getting better and better by the minute. And, uh, you know, everything, every area of our lives has been touched and transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Praise God. Yeah. That was a beautiful testimony. Thank you. Thank you. So in your book, you have stated about praying with the scripture. And why should the gift of tongues be supplemented by commanding and praying? Okay. Uh, I, I think, you know, basically the Holy Spirit has been given to us to make us more like Jesus. Okay. And uh, not, not just more like Jesus, to make us just like Jesus. And if you see the life of Jesus, his life was a life where he walked in the power of the Holy Spirit, in perfect authority, and in he was totally in command. Even on the cross, he was in command. Okay, there was no there was no time in Jesus's life when Jesus was, you know, a victim. He was always above the situation. He was always on top. And, uh, and I think that's, that's the kind of life you and I are called to live. Yes. And, and not only did Jesus give us the Holy Spirit, he gave us his power. He gave us his authority. He gave us his name, you know, so that we can take charge of any situation, any circumstance, uh, any kind of uh, attack of the enemy, all sickness and disease, all of these that are underneath the feet of Jesus are actually underneath our feet. So when we, when we want to live a life of victory, we should be able to bring to subjection everything that, that tries to overpower us, that tries to defeat us. So that is why we, we need to use both the keys. You know, praying in tongues continuously gives us the power and to exercise the authority that Jesus has already given us. And our faith is built up. Us are, uh, we are strengthened in hope. And, and, then, and then when we start acting on the word, the word begins to work for us. You know, so... Yeah, uh, just uh, to add what Priya is uh, saying, you know, uh, if you read the book of Genesis, in the very first chapter, it says that God, when he made man, made man in his image and likeness, for what? And it says very clearly, to rule. Yeah, so God made man and woman in his image to rule, to have dominion. Over everything else, no? Over the creation, over uh, the fish and the reptile, everything. So God has made us to have dominion. He created us to have dominion. So when we say commanding in the name of Jesus, we are using that dominion power. We are, we are made to rule. Simple. We are made to rule. So that, that itself means authority is already there in us. So commanding is nothing but exercising the God-given authority to us. Yeah, you find that all in the scriptures also how Jesus gave authority to the early disciples, right? And that same authority has been delegated to the church, to you and to me. Every Christian who puts his faith in the Lord Jesus Christ 
has this God-given authority. And this is very, very important because when you exercise authority, then only things will listen to you, obey you. Isn't it? Uh, suppose you, there's a captain in, a, in a, a, a captain in the army. Yeah, It's only when he commands, will the soldiers obey him. If another soldier tries to command another soldier, he'll say, shut up, right? What are you telling me? Because this captain is invested with authority. He's got authority. It, with his authority, he tells him, let's attack. And so everybody obeys him. In the same way, we use that uh, God-given authority. We use that God-given authority. And that's why Jesus, uh, uh, in, Ma- in Matthew chapter 17, verse 20, said, you can speak to this mountain. You can say to this mountain, move from here to there. It will move. That's, the, that's why we say, you command in the name of Jesus Christ. Because in the name of Jesus, there is power. Every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Yeah, it's not an ordinary name. Uh, there is power when we say Jesus. So commanding is, you know, uh, by the number of webinars we have run now again in uh, the second key, this is commanding. Uh, people tell me, even that day I met a person, he's telling me, you know, brother, he said, this commanding is amazing. See? <laughs> uh, my mother uh, had a very bad tooth pain. And uh, the, because of this uh, situation that we're going through, uh, no dentist and no clinics were open. And uh, he said, you know, I just commanded for the pain to recede and, and stop. He said, immediately the pain stopped. So these are, like this, there are <laughs> unbelievable testimonies. You know, uh, one has to read a book and uh, hear people's stories to know the power of commanding in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that's why we are calling it two keys, Melinda. Two keys, you know, praying in tongues continually and commanding in the name of Jesus Christ. will bring you victory all your life and breakthroughs. Wonderful. Thank you. So to conclude, uh, this is a small request. Could you please say a prayer for our viewers and our audience to experience the power of the Holy Spirit? Sure, sure. Let's pray together. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We praise you. We bless you. All glory, honor, and praise to you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Father, we want to praise you and thank you that you have given us your Holy Spirit. To all of us who believe in Jesus, And who have made Jesus the Lord of our lives. And we who have been baptized. Into his crucifixion. His death and his resurrection. Have received your spirit. Who is already within us. We pray father now. That the presence. And the action of your Holy Spirit. Be stirred up. In every one of our hearts. In the hearts of all who are watching. All who are listening to us. Today. And right now, Holy Spirit of God, we ask that your presence, that your life, your glorious resurrection life be released, be unleashed in the lives of all, all who are listening to us today, all who are watching us this uh, today, that they will experience your presence, experience you as a person, start walking in absolute intimacy with you. Seeking your face, hearing your voice, and doing your will. Amen. In Jesus' name, in his mighty and matchless name, we pray. Amen. 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 So thank you once again, Brother Colin and Sister Priya Carmiano for one of the most enriching talks I've had. And uh, and I'm sure all of our viewers will agree with me. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Melinda. Thank you so thank much. You. God thank bless you. Thank you for the opportunity. Oh, thank you. So blessed. So blessed. And, yes, thank you. And for everyone watching and listening, Two Keys to Walking in Victory by uh, Brother Colin and Sister Priya Kalmiano is available on our website at joyofgifting.com. Thank you.